0: there is no other God like you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together once again. Thank you for our helper, our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us into all truth. For it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us because we have been crucified with Christ. And we thank you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Tonight is a special night. We're going to have the faithful few that's in here tonight to uh, do a skit. So get with ones that are in here. We have been teaching on being separated from the world. And last week, I believe that Orthea and um, Evangelist Newton done an awesome skit dealing with being um, separated. So before I go into more of the teaching, I'm going to have those that have got their skit together so far to come up with what they have, because I want people to really see this um, naturally, to see what it means to be separated, because I think some people that are born again really don't know the difference, and we need to be taught the things of God, and once we're taught the things of God, we need to live what we have been taught. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be Um, unique people supposed to see us as being the oddballs we supposed to be in the world but not of the world so we don't do what the world does so there need to be a distinction between us and the world I went over um, in Exodus 19 it was um, Moses was talking to the people of God and he was letting them know In Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6, the expanded Bible. So now, if you obey me, this is God speaking, listen to my voice and keep my agreement, my covenant, my treaty. You will be my own possession, special treasure, chosen from all nations, even though the whole earth is mine. You will be my kingdom of priests, a holy nation set apart to serve God And bring others to him. You must tell the Israelites these words. So God was speaking to Moses, their leader. He was telling Moses, this is what I want you to tell the Israelites. When you are taught, whether it's by a teacher, the fivefold, or whether it's by a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, telling you what the word of God is saying, You being taught the word of God, then your actions should follow what you're being taught. So Moses had to teach them the laws and the commandments. And by them obeying those laws and commandments, people were seeing their lifestyle as being different. When you obey the word of God, you're going to live like the word of God. It's not going to be something that's going to be so hard for you to do or difficult because this is your lifestyle. This is how you live now. You don't live like everybody else live. So God was letting them know, I chose you out of all the nations. I chose you. God was letting them know it was other nations, but I chose you to represent me on this earth. And the only way you can represent me, first of all, we got to know about him, you know, become acquainted with him, become acquainted with his ways, his character and, you know, his characteristics. And once we do that. When we know our father, when we go out, people are going to know who we represent. It's not going to be those other gods. It's going to be the God that we truly are serving, El, El Yon. So that's what we have been teaching on so far. And through this teaching, if we have been in the word the way we need to be in the word, some things in our lives should have changed. We should not want to do some of the things that we have always done because we're setting our affection on things above and when you set your affections on things above, you're keeping your affections, your mind set, and you're not gonna live like everybody else is living. So who wanna go first? Okay. Hallelujah.
1: Hey,
2: Tyson. What's up?
1: Hey, how you doing, Brother James? What's up, Willie?
2: Hey, how you doing, Brother James? Man,
1: man, I got me a new car today, man. Y'all want to go for a ride in it? Sure.
2: Sure. Yeah, hop yeah, on yeah. in. Let's sure, go. All right. Okay. All right. right the
1: road. It's a beautiful day, man. I'm telling you. It's nice out here. Yeah, nice yeah. sunny day. Yeah, Everybody it is. like Christmas shopping. <clears throat> doing a little of this and doing a little of that. Uh, any particular place y'all want to go? I mean, I'm, I'm, I got a tank full of gas. Hey, it Cost hey, me nothing.
3: Hey, I can always eat.
2: Hey, but look here. uh Right down the road here, it's a little uh, shop, you know, little uh, little um, house I know where they be uh, gambling, you know, playing some numbers. And I just want to stop by there and put me in the number right quick, oh, if you don't mind. No, nah, I can't do that, brother.
3: Yeah, we can't do I that. Can't do we can't do that.
2: I mean, we're
1: Christians, and um, we don't go that route. And I know we don't work with what people say about us, but mm-hmm. we pull up there like that, and we just as gifted as you are because we participate in what you're doing. So we can't do that.
2: Well I'm just I'm I'm saying I'm just wanna play a number though. That's yeah, no, you gotta do that on your own time, brother.
3: Yeah, you gotta do that on your own time yeah. because uh if we allow you to do it, we are guilty too.
2: Oh, uh, okay, well I got some more uh Christian friends that I be hanging out with and uh, you know, we stopping by there, you know, putting in a number and stuff and they tell me ain't nothing wrong with it, you know, yeah. so
3: Yeah, but we have to um we have to set ourselves apart, uh, brother Willie. We're supposed to be better than them. God, God, He pulled us from among them, uh, and we're set apart. We are His royal, you know, treasure. You
1: know, and also too, you know, evidently not being taught the right way. Because once you save, you're not the same as you used to be. We was in um, Bible study one night, and our pastor was teaching about spirit, soul, and body. And she had three people up there, and one was representing the spirit, one was the soul, one was the body. What that mean? When you say your spirit is, is sealed, nothing can touch that. But your soul, your body's got to be renewed. And whatever the, that mind is telling you to do, that body's going to add to it because you're not renewing your mind to the Word of God. And that's, that's what's going on with your friends. They're not being taught. They still live in the old old,
3: old ways. And, and, you know, Brother Willie, you can't, uh, we can't keep waiting because, you know, Isaiah 55, 6 says, let's uh, seek the Lord while he can be found and call upon ye while he's near. So we, we have to call on him while we're living. We, gotta, we can't just keep waiting and, and uh, going back. So, you know, we're going to keep moving forward with our lives and set ourselves apart.
1: And we're here to win souls too, Willie. We're here to win souls. So winning souls, we cannot be like the world. We're in the world, we're not of the world. <laughs> So the, the guys that you hang around that supposed to be Christians, they're not being taught what they need to be doing. Gotcha. So, you know, we want to win you into Christ. We don't want
2: to lead you astray. We don't want to. We're supposed to draw you to Christ. We're not supposed to do participate in what you're doing. Amen. Gotcha. Well, guys, I received that. Excuse me. I received that, and uh, I'm just had to have to get with the, uh, my other buddies and just let them know, you know, I no longer want to be a part of, you know, what they're doing. I really received what you guys are telling me, you know. Uh, i I I appreciate that. You know, thank you, guys. You work, man. Thank you, work.
0: Okay, who's next?
4: How hey, you, Jennifer? Hey, Glory. How are you doing,
5: girl? I'm doing good.
4: Well, I know you. I, you look like you're doing good, but um. I, got to talk to you about something. I, what? I heard, I heard some things, girl. I heard you have been like getting high and smoking weed and drinking some and going to the club and that concerns me, Glory. What's going on? Yeah, I still smoke weed. I got a joint on me now. You want to hear that?
5: Girl, girl look at him. My family sell weed. They smoke. They drink. And they party and I live in the house with them. I stopped the partying though. Yeah. But I got to hit a joint at least every day. I'd hit a joint before I come to church. I'd be just as high.
4: You, you know, you can't be doing that. You God, God has called us out from amongst them. You got to be separate. You can't live like that, girl. You know better. You get teaching up in Miracle Temple. You
5: sure you don't want to hit this? I'm
4: positive. I don't. I didn't give that life. Girl, you might alone. hit this, and you might the... stop
5: talking about all that you know? separated stuff.
4: What you gonna do when you hit that and you get pulled going home? What you gonna do then?
5: Well, I call my family to get me out. They got money. I told you. They sell weed. So well,
4: now let me ask you this: You put more. Now let me in ask you this: you... How am I supposed
5: I... to stop all this stuff? And I live in a house with these people.
4: Well, first thing is, you got to renew your mind. Cause you know you got to get in the Word, and the more you develop that relationship with God, He will lead you and guide you. And God loves you enough; He's gonna make a way for you. You you can't figure it out on your own, but we got the Holy Spirit, and He's there to help us. He'll make a way for you.
5: So you saying once I renew my mind, I could still be in the house with them and not be affected you by ain't that stuff.
4: Wanna be in the house with them? You ain't gonna want to be a partaker of that.
5: Well, you gonna help me find a place to
4: stay? I, Cause
5: they're gonna throw me out for sure. Well,
4: we are gonna trust in God. We are gonna touch and agree that God's done done this for you.
5: But until then, you wanna hit this? No,
4: I don't want to hit that until. <laughs> this, that, no, that like oh, I don't want. I don't have the desire for that no more.
5: Girl, you hit this. You ain't gonna be talking about all that separated <laughs> stuff.
4: I'm telling you, Gloria, when you when you really get to know God. And you know how much he loves you and what he's done for you. You don't want to disappoint him like that. I mean, he really does. He loves you. He loves you. And and you know we we're raised up in the world to try to take care of ourselves, but God has ways that we don't know. And he he created you. He formed you before you was ever born, ever come into your mama's womb. God knew you. And he's got an expected end for you. And he's got a future for you. And he's going to make a way for you. If, it, if you could sit in the ma- natural, it wouldn't be God.
5: You're right. I know what I'm doing is wrong and it don't look right.
4: Because I'd, be yeah.
5: I'd be influencing other Christians to do yeah. it.
4: And, and, and you just, like I said, you know, when, when you're around that, bad company corrupts good morals. And it's easy to fall into the trap. I'm telling you, these this way, just go on and separate yourself. You save yourself a lot of time and trouble because God's want to look out for you. He wants to take care of you. Pro- he he'll prove himself to you. Okay. He's just that good.
5: Okay, thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. All
4: right. You keep in inter- touch. Okay. I, mean, I ain't going
5: to smoke this, okay?
4: Don't smoke it. Okay. Now, don't give it to nobody else either. Don't sell it to nobody else. Amen, amen.
0: I want to say that sometimes we as Christians think that we're okay when actually we're not okay. We think just because we're born again that everything is okay. But deep down on the inside, we know what we're doing that we should not be doing. Because God has given us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he's our teacher. He'll teach us. He'll show us. He'll reveal unto us if we're in places that we don't supposed to be in. Moses, he was their leader. He would speak to God, and then he would go to them, and he would teach them in the way of the Lord. And when he taught them in the way of the Lord, they knew how to live and how to conduct themselves when they went into the other um, lands and with the other nations. But when we go back to Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, God was letting them know, about these other nations as well and how these other nations were. He was letting them know not to marry. He didn't want the men to marry their women. He didn't want um, their women to be given to the other men um, in those nations because he knew that they would turn from him and they would serve other gods. So there had to be a separation. That's why he taught them his way of doing things because he knew that they were going to come up upon these other nations that was doing things that they should not have been doing, and it would influence them in doing those things. So, this is why we have to disassociate ourselves from whether it's family, whether it's co workers, whether it's, um, you know, friends, whoever it may be. If they're doing things outside of what you were taught, and you know that you're still weak in that area, you need to separate yourself. You know there's a saying that say, whomever you associate with, that's what you become. Your association that you're with helps you to, be, to become something that you're not. When we accept Christ, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. People should see the new. They shouldn't be seeing the old. And sometimes they're seeing the old because some people say, well, it's that sin nature in me. I can't control this. Yes, you can. Because that sin nature, that old man that compelled you, that drove you to sin, died. And with that old nature dying, that means that you have a new nature in you, which represents the spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit helps to keep you in the place that you need to be in. That's why we have to call on him. But God knew, he said, when you go in these lands, you're going to have to tear down their altars. You're going to have to get rid of all of these idols, all of these things that they worship, because he knew if they had it in front of them, eventually they're going to go to what they see. And that's what God don't want us to do. We should know if we're watching a television program. I don't know about y'all, but you can turn on a, a show and you think it, oh, this right here is all right. You get into the show and, and I mean, it, it, bleep, the bleep, 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 and it's supposed to be something so innocent and you hear the Holy Spirit say, turn that off. Because that's getting in your ears. And when you allow things to get in your ear and you don't do nothing with it, guess what it's doing? It's floating around. And as it floats around, it gets higher and higher and higher. And eventually you be saying some things that you have heard. And you say, where did that come from? You allow that to come into your house. We're the temple of God. So whatever we allow to come into that temple, it's not on God. It's on us. Whatever is knocking on your door that does not line up with what his word says, you don't let it in because the moment you let it in and you don't get rid of it, guess what? Other things are going to come in with what you have let into your house. So that's why God said, you got to get rid of these things. So he was warning them. He was telling them this because he said, people supposed to see you different. You cannot join in with them and do what they do. Um, My husband, Brother Willie and Brother Tyson, they were um, doing that skit. And Brother Willie wanted to, to stop and play a number, which we know Brother Willie don't play no numbers. But he wanted to stop and play a number. Now, some people think it's nothing wrong with playing numbers. That's what they say. There's nothing wrong with playing numbers. Do y'all remember in the Bible when Jesus went in the temple and they were selling things in the temple to get money? When you go play numbers, what are you doing? You're gambling. You're trying to obtain money. You're trying to get something. You're trying to win. So Jesus turned over the tables in that temple. We are the temple of God. If we're trusting God, why do we got to do scratch-offs? Why? And some people are so addicted to it, it becomes so normal, they don't see nothing wrong with it because they consider that as a part of life. When you do things like that, you're not trusting God because when you trust God, you should know, he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All of my needs are supplied. And what some people don't recognize is, When they gamble like that, they have to put in money to get back money. And if you add up what you put in, by the time you win the money back, it's just what you put in. And sometimes you may have put in more than what you have won. And that's what the enemy does. If you don't guard your mind with all diligence, first of all, you got to have something to guard. (laughs) When you guard your heart, you garden guarding it because you have put something in your heart like a treasure. Where your treasure is, your heart is going to be there also. So whatever you put down in your heart, you putting it there to keep it. So when you need what you put down there, it's going to come out of your mouth. It's going to be like so free, it's not, you know, hard for you to say it. It just come out of you. So what? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. Now, sometimes people say, I didn't mean to say that. If it's deep down within you and you planted it, it's going to come out eventually. So that's why we have to guard our heart We have to guard our eye gate. We have to guard our ear gate, our mouth gate. We have to guard all of those gates because whatever we see, eventually we're going to go after. Whatever we think, eventually we're going to end up doing. Whatever we touch, eventually we want to touch it again because it's a feeling. It's dealing with your five senses and your body loves those feelings. Sometimes your body like what it's seeing. If it didn't like what it was seeing, it would turn away from it, wouldn't it? That's why you have to train your body just like an athlete would train himself before a race. He would get his body to the point of it won't be tough for him to win that race no more. It's a daily training that we have to have, and that's in the word of God. So the more you get into the word of God, the more you're going to understand God's way of doing things, and nobody don't have to tell you to turn away from it. Just like our children, if we teach our children in the way that they should go, when they get old, guess what? They're not. That's not going to depart for them. Um, when we grow up, we're going to remember what our parents said. When they tell us, "Don't you do that," because if you do that, you're going to hear that in your head. So you're going to have a choice whether or not you want to do it or not. So when we teach our children, even though they may look wild and rambunctious, sooner or later they're going to come back to the way they were really taught. So that's why we have to keep that word before our eyes. We have to pay attention to it. We have to incline our ear to it, letting it not depart from our eyes and keep it in the midst of our heart. It has to be kept. It has to be rooted and grounded in our heart because that's where the life of God comes from. It's life to all, what is it? It's life to those who find them and health to all flesh. So we want to make sure that we're turning away from things that's going to separate us from God the enemy wants to separate us from God, and he know our weaknesses, y'all. The enemy watch you, and he see your weak areas. As a matter of fact, he knew all about you when you come out of that womb. He knew who was carrying you. He knew what they was watching. He knew what they were hearing and what people don't understand. When you're carrying a child, whatever you see, whatever you met, you feeding that baby. When that baby come out shaking and fearful, i give you an example. Someone that... Um, don't know that they're doing things to hurt their baby, they're thinking they're not hurting the baby, but if you're hurting yourself, you're hurting the baby. So that baby will come out with some of those characteristics. That baby can hear. That baby know what's being said. And um, my daughter, when she was real little, she was about two months old, Jeremy would hold her, and he would look at her. He said, you call me bruh-bruh. You call me bruh-bruh. When she began to talk, she said, bruh-bruh bruh bruh because she remembered she was only two months old but then later on he said don't call me bruh bruh no more you call me jeremy you call me jeremy so she quit calling him bruh bruh and start calling him jeremy so what i'm saying is a baby hears and a baby picks up on how that mother feel the environment that's around them in that house they pick it up so what am i telling you whomever you around And whatever they're doing, the longer you stay around them, you're going to end up doing what they do. Let's look at a married couple. When a married couple, they get married, let's say they lived apart. But these days, some married couples haven't lived apart. They have lived together, and then they get married, and they're still in the same house. But you come together, and you begin to know each other ways. And I can say this. Some things that I didn't used to do, by him doing it, I do it now. It's not a bad thing, but me and him are so close that whatever, and y'all, this is so funny. My husband had me laughing because I didn't know he was doing this. When we go in the bathroom and I'm brushing my teeth, sometimes I put my hand right here and brush my teeth. Now, he said he'll have his hand right here. True? I, I didn't make him do it. But if you're in the same house, you pick up some of the things that other people do. Now, if he start putting on makeup, y'all bring the oil, <laughs> all right? Nah, and that that's just going too far. If he start putting on makeup and say, pink my fingernails and do it, I do know, baby, you got to be delivered. So what I'm saying is when you're in the same house, you pick up what the other person pick up. I'll give you another example. If a person loves seafood... Well, I say if a person say I can't eat seafood, but your mate has always ate seafood before they met you, but you won't touch it. So all of a sudden, now they're allergic to seafood and never was. Y'all don't believe that? It's true. If if I'll give you an example, it was a couple. Um we were friends with this couple for years. My husband was friends with this gentleman. I'm not going to call any name. And this gentleman was a, he was vibrant, he he never had any problems, he always never complained dealing with any health issues, but when he got married, the wife had issues. Now he got them. Both of them got the same issue. I'm telling you, whomever you associate with is whom you become. The man never had any issues like that. Now they got the same issues. So I met another young lady, and this right here, this was heartbroken because this young lady, um, Jennifer, I don't know if you remember her, but she would come up with stuff that was going on that wasn't going on. She would always come up with a diagnosis and say this is what she had. And she would come up with this because it was in her house, because her mom had the same attitude. Had the same attitude. So this minister. And this is what hurt me. He was kind of joking about it. But I didn't think it was funny. She was saying that. Saying what was going on with her. And they couldn't find out what was going on with her. Because it was in her head. Because as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. So does he become. So the minister gave her a name. (laughs) Of what she was going through. He diagnosed it. She took that name and told the doctor. That's what she had. And that's not what she had. Her mind was so messed up. It was phobias. It was phobias in her mind dealing with sicknesses that this girl picked up on stuff and she said, this is what I had. And it was so much in her mind. Guess what, y'all? She ended up having some of that stuff that she didn't have. So whomever you associate with, is what you become. So that's why you have to separate yourself because when you're around people long enough and you never um, been limping or you never had issues, all of a sudden now you're like, what in the world wrong with me? Sometimes you can pick up off of other people and don't realize that you're so close that you end up with something that's going on with them. This is why it's not good, y'all, to come together before marriage. Because when you come together, male and female, come together, whatever that man is going through, that woman going through. Whatever that woman going through, that man going through. It's just like soul ties. When you, uh, commit yourself to one another, that's the first one you marry. And then you start acting like he acting, he start acting like you acting. Because you have become one. You have married that person. So this is why we have to know what, the, this is why, remember the word God said, do not marry them. Do not come in contact with them, your children, nor your wives, your um, women. Do not let them marry these other nations because they will serve the other gods. And look what's happening around us, y'all. Look at what has happened with the pandemic. How people are married to COVID-19. Covid 19 is is really taking up most of people's lives than anything else, y'all. And when they when they do this vaccine, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna end up happening. Things still not gonna be normal. People gonna still wear masks because they're still in fear. Masks is gonna be the new trend. If somebody don't have on one, even after they say that this pandemic has gone, people going to look at you like something's wrong with you because you should be with the style. People going to still wear masks. People going to still live just like we're in a pandemic. Why? When you do stuff for so long, you end up making it a part of you. It's so natural now that where's my mask? Where's my mask? I, I forgot my mask because that's now what they're mandating that you have to do. Did I say not to wear one? No, I did not. I'm saying whatever you get accustomed to, that's what you end up doing and nobody have to tell you to do it. Why am I saying that? When you go into the word of God daily, every opportunity you can get, nobody have to tell you to pick up this Bible no more. Because the word has come become so much a part of you, it's your lifeline that you're saying, I can't live without it. When you get to the point that you realize I can't live without this word, you know you made a connection. If you at a point where it don't matter if you pick it up or not, you haven't made a connection. You may be saved, but you haven't connected. And that's where I'm going to go tonight is making that connection with whom you're associating with. The one that you associate with is the one you make a connection with. People will pull you from your lifestyle only if you let them pull you from that lifestyle if you are the type of person look at the peer pressure in schools if you're training your children in the way they should go and you're telling them alcohol is a no-no drugs is a no-no so they end up hanging out with a friend it's the best friend and that friend um Smokes weed, that friend does alcohol, that friend is having sex at a young age, and you still hanging out with that friend, and that friend say, Okay, now you got to come on up to date. Now you're not where we are. This is what you should be doing. And you may pull back and you may be fighting it, but after a while they're gonna say, Go ahead and take a hit. Like Gloria was trying to get Jennifer to take a hit. Come on, take a hit. One hit, it's not gonna bother you. All of a sudden you do that. And you feeling like mellow, you feeling relaxed, you feeling like, man, this got me, you know, where I need to be at this point. It keeps me calm. So the next thing you do, you smoking more than your friend is smoking. So now you are um, having more problems than the friend ever had problems. See, the Lord, the enemy knows who to target. The enemy knows those that have a heavy anointing on their lives. So he's going to put people out there to try to, to take you away from what you believe. He's going to make you feel some kind of way to have you feel rejected and feel like you got to do what they're doing. But I don't know about you. When you try to do what they do, you still don't feel right. You still feel left out even though you're doing it because you're separated. Because that's not who you are now that you're in him. So this is why we have to have our medicine every day. That medicine is the word of God. And I'm going to tell you something. When when the word of God get deeply rooted on the inside of you, nobody have to tell you what to do or how to do it. Because that word is going to come out of you. And that word is going to bring life. And even in the midst of that room, like Jennifer was ministering to Gloria. Each time Gloria came with, come on, take a hit. Y'all, Gloria ain't on no kind of drugs. But, you know, some people be, uh-huh, that, they, they act like they play acting, but I know that girl right there. No, when Jennifer kept, she kept ministering to Gloria, she wouldn't back down. That's what we have to do when it comes to being separated. We don't back down just because it's a friend, just because it's family. We stand on what we believe. We don't turn our back on God. We keep bringing forth the word as the Holy Spirit give us the word. We keep bringing the word. It's things that have been in my life that the Lord would tell me, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Because sometimes we'll spend more time, like me, if I have a good television st- Y'all, I'm telling you something. Them series that come on one behind another, they mess me up. They mess me up. My husband will wake up. At 3 o'clock, now I look at him and say, yeah, I'm up. Because <laughs> it's one series behind another. It gets so good, them series. you just like, that's why you don't need to watch this. You need to wait until the next week and just watch one at a time. But sometimes it be like a relaxing time that you want to have, that you just spend time by yourself. Next thing you know, you look up and like, Jesus. So the Lord will let you know that's taking you away from where you need to be. So I'm telling you, even little simple stuff that may not be bad in its own way, it can pull you away from where you need to be. So we have to learn to separate ourselves. And the more you in the word, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and he'll let you know what's in your life and what you need to separate yourself from. God kept reminding them through Moses, you are a chosen nation. You are priests. You are a holy priest. So, you know, the priests were set apart. They were set apart from God. They couldn't do what everybody else done. So that's why God used that word priest. And that's why he used holy because holy mean that you're set apart. So if we're set apart and we know that we're set apart, we're going to live a holy life. First of all, you got to know that you're set apart by God. You didn't choose um, God. God chose you. Just like he chose that nation. And he began to tell them why he chose them in Deuteronomy 7. He said, it's not because that you were a big nation. You were least of all the nations. And he told them, I chose you because I love you. God chose us, y'all, because he love us. It's no good that we ever done or ever will do. But he love us so much. He chose us. He laid down his life for us. And by him doing that, we should lay down our lives when it comes to doing things outside of the word of God. People gonna know that you're different when you say, no, I don't do that. Like my husband, Ben Tyson, kept telling Brother Willie, no, we don't do that. You know, they were, all of them were hanging together. All of them were serving Jesus. But Brother Willie said, I just need a scratch off right quick. It won't take long. So he was thinking, man, them other men say, they be scratching off. They be doing this or doing that. But somebody has to set a standard and let them know this is what the word says. And I want to say this. My husband said something about um, them not being taught. I want to add to that. Some people are taught, but they choose to do what they want to do. Some people do get the word of God. They do get truth. And Miracle Temple, I know you get truth, but you have a choice. To accept the truth that you're getting. So some people do get taught. And they're taught the right way. But they're going the wrong way. So I I want to bring that on too. Because the Holy Spirit was reminding me. Somebody who may be listening. Or you even out there may say. People are being taught. So I want to put that in there. Some people are being taught. But this is what they choose to do. But you can change the way you do things. By getting into the word of God and know the way God does things. That's why it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, his righteousness, his right way of doing things. And all of these things will be added unto you. So when we're seeking his kingdom, we're seeking his rule, his way of doing things that need to be done here on earth. So we're getting back to, let me give you this, First Peter 2, 9. First Peter 2.9, let's read what this is saying. I'm reading this out, the expanded Bible. This is for us. Now, I'm um, talking about Israel, but now when we go to First Peter 2.9, we're reminded again in the expanded Bible. But you are a chosen people, royal priests, A holy nation, a people for God's own possession, who belong to God. See, Paul is Peter is coming back in here, and he's enlightening them again um, what the Word of God has said again in Exodus 19. You were chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God, who proclaim who proclaim the praises and virtue of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful, marvelous light. So if we know that we're chosen by God, if we know that we are um, priests unto God, we're holy, we're set apart, guess what we're doing? We're showing them the wonderful works of God. We're showing them God's character. We're showing them God's way of doing things. And if we're showing them that, then they're knowing that we have been accepted into the kingdom of God, that we're going by the kingdom. But it was something else in here that we have to do. Back in 1 Peter 2, 9, and I want to read that part too. I want to go past the, um, the ninth chapter, the ninth verse. And this is what it's saying after then. It says in verse 10, it says, Which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And this is what he's saying, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest amongst the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, that they may by your good works which they shall behold, glorifying God in the day of visitation. So it's telling us here what we should be doing, abstaining from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation, your lifestyle honest among the Gentiles. So what we have to do is, when we know God's way of doing, this is how we conduct ourselves amongst people that are not saved. We have to abstain from, um, what did they say? From lust from fleshly lust. So anything that's outside of the word of God, those are the things that we abstain from that we do not do. My problem is we got people that saying, Lord, Lord, that really don't know him. Because when you say, Lord, Lord, and you really know him, you wouldn't be out here doing what Jesus paid the price for. You wouldn't be out here fornicating, committing adultery, doing... Nobody don't have to tell you not to do those things because when you know that you are chosen by God, when you know you have been accepted into Beloved, when you know how much God loves you, you're going to want to honor Him. You want to keep His commands. His commands are not grievous. That's why I say the more you get into the Word of God, nobody have to tell you how to live. That's your lifestyle. You're living according to the to the word so when you around people that's doing these things you're going to flee from those things nobody don't have to tell you to run just like um who was it in the bible joseph nobody had to tell joseph to run it was not brother willie in the room saying man if you don't get out of here he wasn't in the room with him he fled on his own it was between him and who was it Potiphar's wife he rather served god then give in to that woman. Even though he was a man, he said, uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this because I will be coming against who I am in him. So guess what? He got in lockdown, didn't he? But he was innocent. And look how God proved his innocence, being innocent. So what I'm saying is when we stay in the word of God, nobody has to tell you how to live. You already know how to live because you live in according to him. Nobody would have to tell a woman how to treat her husband or a man how to treat his wife. Nobody would have to tell you all that because you in the word of God and the word is telling you men how to love your wives, wives, how to love your husband. Everything is right here before us. The problem is the church, which is us, is not getting into what has already been written. And this is why so many families are torn apart. This is why so many marriages are broken because y'all society is getting now, even in the churches that. They thinking it's okay to mess around in a marriage. They thinking it's okay until they get caught. This is the funny part. You having ministers now that's getting caught from committing adultery. You got one minister saying that got caught his second or third time of getting caught that's saying, I'm standing here letting all pastors know you need to fess up to what you doing. You shouldn't be standing behind the pulpit telling nobody to fess up nothing. Then you got one that is fessing up and sitting down because they got caught. See, what if they didn't get, get caught, y'all? Would they still be preaching lies? See, people want to cry out when they get caught. But if you in the word of God the way you're supposed to be in the word of God... You should be, do y'all remember what God said up in here? He's giving people time. What was the word that was used? It was something dealing with people going to um, expose Exposing time. God said he's giving you time to get rid of what you're doing. Because if you don't do it, you're going to be openly exposed. And God even said it's going to be some people that you're looking up to. That things are going to come out on and you're going to be thinking it can't be that person, but it is. That's why we can't put no trust in no man because the enemy is trying to find everything he can to bring failure in the house of God. He want to use whomever he can to try to make truth look like a lie. So the thing is, I feel like this, if I got a problem and I know that I'm not handling that problem according to the word of God, or I'm not willing to handle that problem according to the word of God, I need to sit myself down. But if I have went to God and I'm crying out to God and I'm saying, God, you got to help me. You know my heart, God, this is not the way that I want to go. And I'm repenting and I have turned from what I'm doing and I'm before God, then God's going to honor that. But if I'm crying out to God and keep doing what I'm doing, there's no honor in that. And nobody should be before anybody lying like that, telling somebody else what to do, and they're not doing it themselves. Y'all, this is coming to church so bad that people don't want to listen to the ones that's really telling the truth. Because they done lost confidence in pastors, in teachers, in the ones that say, don't touch that, and they're touching it all the time. So we have to be so honest with ourselves to say, Lord, woe is me. Lord, I have an issue that Jesus have already solved. But Lord, I need to be washed. I need to be cleansed with this word. And Lord, I'm willing, I'm purposing in my heart to separate myself from these things that's causing me to stay in this. And it's not meaning me any good or my family any good. When we take the time y'all to go into the word of God we will separate ourselves. You will separate yourself. You you don't want to do those things the more. The more of the word that get in you the more separated you are. And the more you want to be separated and you ain't feeling alone because this one is doing this and that one is doing that or they didn't invite me to this and they didn't invite me to that. So I didn't need to be there. God, you know where I need to be because sometimes you can show up in places that you thinking is okay. And then they, they the light has shined on you but ain't shined on nobody else. So everything that you have built up in the Lord, it has sunk because you went somewhere God didn't tell you to go because your friend wanted you to be there. So we need to be so careful, but it's time for us to separate ourselves and come out from amongst them because we are the temple of God. And I'm tired of people saying, I'm, "Y'all, this is, don't make no sense." We're in the world, we're not of the world. We don't do like the world does, so we shouldn't be partying with the world. We shouldn't be saying "Hallelujah" on Sunday and then we turning out or turning up because it's my birthday. No. That's wrong. Y'all is so wrong that people are looking at it as being right. They're saying evil is good and good is evil. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter now. They're saying this is right. Oh, it ain't nothing wrong with um, getting your groove on every now and then. God still love you. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. No. That is wrong because you did that in the world. There should be a difference now that you're saved. If you want to have a birthday party, have a Christian birthday party. Put on some Christian music and begin to dance before the Lord, not the world's music. Come on, somebody. And then people know who to invite. They invite the ones that they know wholeheartedly sold out to Jesus. People need to quit saying it's okay. It is not okay. There is a difference, y'all. And that's why we need to really say, God, I have been set apart. You got to know you've been set apart. Some people don't know they've been set apart. There is a difference. People don't want to serve your God if you're doing the same thing they're doing. No, if you're looking the same way they're looking, they don't want what you have. So we have to be different. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Here go another scripture, John 15. John fifteen sixteen It says, he goes being chosen. You did not choose me, I chose you. Actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world. That we should well, I'm sorry, wrong scripture. You did not chose me, I chose you. I gave you this work, appointed you to go and produce fruit. Y'all hear that? Fruit that will last remain abide then the father will give you anything you ask in my name look what he said you did not choose me i chose you i gave you this work appointed you to go and produce fruit not bad fruit the good fruit the fruit of the spirit he want us to produce fruit and if you go back and read john when you go back to the beginning of john and i love this what jesus was telling them and john one he said i'm the vine I'm the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me, I love this, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. See, this is when separation start. If there's anything in me that's not right, that needs to be done away with. And things that are right in me, you know, I need some pruning, y'all. But the word of take away. What's not right in you? The word will take it away, it will cleanse you. Guess what? Jesus said, He said, Now ye are clean through the word which I spoke unto you. You see that? Jesus knew, He said, You're clean through the word that I spoke unto you. The word will clean you out, y'all. It will clean you out when you go before um, God, when you're going into the word of God, whatever's there that's not producing fruit that's stopping your fruit from coming forth. The word will get rid of it if you allow the word to do it. So he chose us. He said, I chose you. He chose us. He appointed us. He ordained us to bring forth fruit. Our fruit don't supposed to be rotten. Right. We supposed to be bringing forth good fruit. Every tree is known by what? It's fruit. It's fruit. If you are good tree, you're going to bring forth Good fruit. If you're a bad tree, you're going to bring forth bad fruit. We got Christians bringing forth bad fruit, and people say it's okay. It's not okay. So let me give you the this scripture here, Ephesians 1: four. Amplified, even as in His love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own, in Christ before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy. Consecrated and set apart for Him, and blameless in His sight, even above reproach before Him in love. You see what the word the word speaks for itself. It's saying we are chosen. We're supposed to be blameless. We're supposed to be set apart from the world. People supposed to see us different. If people are not seeing you different, it's because it's something in your life that you need to get rid of. If people are still hanging with you, and they're unsaved folk. It's something going on if their life hasn't changed to be, you know, how can I put it? If you got an unsaved friend and you save, either you going to go backslide or they're going to get saved one way or the other. You cannot hang with a person that's not saved for years and they still not saved. Something's wrong because your lifestyle should have changed them, should have made them want what you have, which is salvation. Because you're supposed to give them the whole package. That's what salvation is. If they hanging with you that long and don't want to serve your God, you better check to see what God you serving. Something's wrong with that picture. The word is going to draw you or drive you. And some people say, how can the word draw you or drive you? Y'all, do I have to answer that question? Because the more you enter the word, it's going to draw somebody from you that don't want to be a part of the word. It's going to draw you or drive you. It happens in marriage. If you're saved and your husband ain't saved and you in the word of God and you doing what the Word say and you loving the word of God so much and you obeying the word and you're living that type of life, it's either going to draw that husband or drive him. It's going to draw him closer to you to get what you have or it's going to drive him away for you because he said, I ain't ready for that life yet. That happens. So we have to stay in the word. So we'll be able to separate ourselves from this evil world that we're in because there's a lot going on, y'all, and people are supposed to see us as being different. And one way you can tell you are very different if the world hates you and they hate you because you love him and because they hated him. Amen. Do we have anyone that want to add to being separated before I
5: close? okay
0: honey can you give Shirley the mic
6: I've just been enjoying uh, your teaching on preparing the heart. You know, we have to prepare our heart even before we get into the Word. We have to prepare our heart. And when we get into the Word, we have to let that Word get into us. And the only way we can let it get into us is to know what it says. If we don't get into it to know what it says, it's just like a battle that's already lost. When we get into the word and read and understand, then we have to act on it. Because we can't act on something we don't understand. And you know, I just thank the Lord how He has and is preparing my heart. Because there's things that we go through on a daily basis and We have to understand that if it's not lining up with God's word, then we have to cast these things down. Cast these thoughts down. All these imaginations, we have to cast them down. And we just have to understand that God is going to see us through no matter what we're going through. As long as we trust in him and his word. Because he said in his word, he would never leave us alone. He would always be with us even until the end of the world. And when you start preparing your heart, that's, I mean, that's such a good thing because you are getting in his word. You are searching it out. You're trying to understand what he's saying to you and saying, Lord, give me revelation of what you're saying to me. Because we're living in a time when everybody needs to prepare their heart. Everybody needs to get into the word. She's teaching it, and it's up to us to receive it. We've got to take it home, go home all over it, and and just try to understand. And we don't understand, we just pray and say, Lord, give me the understanding that I need. You know. And so God is so good that he sends his word on Tuesday and on Sunday. He sends his word because he loves us. And he breaks it down so clearly that we can understand what he's saying. And I just thank God for the word. I mean, the Bible studies are so good. I just enjoy them. When I'm not here, I'm looking at it at the house. And I just thank God for it because God is a good God. Amen. And I thank God for the word.
5: Amen.
0: do anyone have anything else they want to share with the teaching that we have talked about so far that has helped you? Gloria? Get two for one.
5: What a mighty God we serve, what a mighty God we serve. Lord, where T at? Hey, G, get on in the car, girl. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good, good. Get on up. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the jam right up, there up back up in the day. And get on up. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah. on up. Hold up, up. wait get a minute. On up, wait uh, a minute. This ain't even up, God. I was just singing about Jesus. What a mighty God we serve and got in the car with you and you playing all this foolishness. If you ain't going to change the station, you can put me out. <laughs> Cause you're supposed to be saying, get on up and get on out. You're supposed to be separated and you're not going to be influencing me. We getting all this teaching and here you is talking about a get on up. We can't listen to music like that. No, you ain't supposed to be listening to music like that. You're supposed to be separate. Get on up. No. Okay, okay. What were you saying? What were you saying? What a mighty God we serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Get on. You back know you're wrong. I know. Come on, let's go. On. You gonna put me out? No. Well, go, you better yeah, not turn it on. Turn on something about Jesus. Okay, I turn that. Yeah. Okay, let's go. You still you need to be delivered. I know. That's, you need to be separate. <laughs> now, Thea, what had you to do that? What's that? I, when you was in the back, it just came to me like
0: sometimes when Christian folks use your mic.
5: Christian folks still, still think that it's okay to listen to ungodly music. And they say, well, it's music. It's about love. You know, some, music, some songs are about love. And they say, well, it's okay. It's all in how you interpret it. But no, if it does not glorify God, it's not acceptable.
0: Now, y'all see how quick Gloria was singing a Christian song, then the music come, and she, she read right along with her. Then she came to herself. And recognize that happens, does it not? When, (laughs) when you go into places, um, I remember we used to go to um, Highway 55. Y'all, I paid no attention to what was playing. That bothered me no more. My mindset wasn't there. But when we would go in there, Mr. Harold Alton, he could tell you every song that popped up, who sung it, and everything. He said, you don't hear that pastor. I said, I haven't paid no attention to it, but guess why he knew because his lifestyle way back when he knew all of those songs, me, I didn't know none of that. So it didn't bother me the way it bothered him. I heard it, but it didn't mess, mess with me. Some things mess with people is because of what they used to. So the reason I'm saying what Gloria done, she joined in with her, but she came back to who she, that happens. If you come back to who you are and recognize, oh no, hold it right there, turn it off, turn it off. Because I had my leg shaking. <laughs> it had my leg shaking. And sometimes you'll find yourself, oh no, that's nothing but the devil. They ain't nothing but the devil. So when you recognize these things, just turn from them. Just repent and turn and have a change of heart, a change of mind, and set your mind on things above, and you'll be okay. Don't have the enemy making you feel guilty because you shook your leg or just shook your hand. Just say, the devil's alive. Repent. That's not of God. And keep it moving. That's all you got to do. Because some people cuss in their head, not out their mouth, but they cuss you out in their head. Mm-hmm. They just ain't got it out their mouth, but they're cussing you out in their head. And eventually it's coming out the mouth. Don't let people fool you now. Because one man said he was doing souffleks on his wife in his head. (laughs) He already done committed that. He just ain't did it naturally. He did it in his head. God will forgive those thoughts, but you got to cast them down. You got to get rid of them before you be done hurt somebody. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because we have... Brother Tyson to close us out, please.